Hello and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where Nick Benson and my dad Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? Yo, yo. How you doing? Another week, another Friday. Right, we made it. We did make it. Praise uh, the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Um, here on the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to talk about uh, being salt and light in a bland and dark world, and uh, we just thank you for joining us on another episode of, of the Lord's podcast. Mm-hmm. Send a shout out to, to everybody listening, and um, just a reminder, if you haven't liked or shared, um, please do, or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, maybe even give us a rating. And if a review it, and tell us uh, if it's a low one, we'll remove it. We'll remove we it. have that right because we could do that. <laughs> so it's up to you. It's between yeah. you and the Lord. I'm yeah. just saying. Just saying. Uh, this is our part three of part our four three. part series. Uh, we're going over the four pillars of mm. our church, of our walk. Mm. Um, we already went over word and worship. So if you haven't listened to those yet, uh, please do. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be. Going over the next, the third part, which is withness. withness. Um, with an H. With an H, uh, which could be very fun because, like we even talked about before getting on here, this could be a little tricky. Yeah. It was a little more tricky than just going over word. Yeah. And now we're going over withness. Withness. Yeah. So this is, this should be interesting to see where the Lord guides us here. I have a, a few things on my heart for this. Um mm. So I'm interested to see what you got here. So, yeah, like you said, this was really tricky, right? This one, um, I was excited about it, right? Because mm-hmm. this is something that I think is heavy on both our hearts, part mm-hmm. of our walks, um, and then for me personally, something that, that that changed my walk when I realized what this part of of um, of Christianity was, and then the importance of it and the examples of it in the Bible, but then really through this kind of going back to the foundational purpose of what this was supposed to be Mm -hmm. for us as Christians, right? That witness is something that, you know, uh, we can go all the way back to Genesis and find the reason for it. Did we both go there? No, that's that's cool. You went there. Yeah. So all the way back in, in, in Genesis. And then there's like these examples of what witness should be. Uh, and there's two different facets that I'll get into witness with God and then witness with each other Nice um, is where I, where the Lord kind of took me. But even as I was preparing for it, I was just looking at that word like witness. And then I looked, I was like, well, is it, you know, because for us, it is a word and it means something to us. But from a secular standpoint, like, do, is there a witness out there? And there is. <laughs> yeah. Nick, I found it. Did you? Yeah. What is it? Uh, Merriam-Webster defines it as the state or fact, which I found an interesting word, state mm-hmm. or fact of being close to or connected with someone or something. And then it says close association or proximity, which is a really cool definition, hmm. right? For it being a secular definition and breaking down that word, that withness, yeah. right? Which was, it, it was really cool. And as I kind of, you know, was praying and, and, and seeking where the Lord would, would have me to take it, it took a little bit longer for me to get to the points that I had <laughs> because I kept getting caught up in other words that we would liken to witness. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously, you know, that witness is something that, 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 that God created us to be with him, mm-hmm. is that witness. Right. Um, if you look in the beginning... In Genesis, you know, God created man, he put him in the garden and he said, okay, this is all yours. Have dominion over it. Take care of it. You know, this is yours. But he put him in a certain area so that we could be with him. Him, yeah. Right? So that there would be that fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. That there would be that understanding of this is yours. This is what I've done for you. Now you take care of it for me. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, you know, God said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Mm-hmm. So God understood that of all of the creations that he made, we were the ones that he cared about. We were the ones that he wanted to have a relationship with. We were also the ones that he understood you can't be alone. Mm-hmm. You can't be alone. Mm-hmm. And he made sure for Adam, he was always there. Right. He was always there. Mm-hmm. 
even when when they sinned and he called out to Adam and asked him where he was, he was looking for him, letting him know, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I know what you did, but just come here. Mm -hmm. Just come here. We can take care of this. That's pretty cool because even thinking about like the sin part, the Lord cared about us so much that he created the atonement, the sacrifice mm -hmm. for the sin mm -hmm. by by uh, basically by taking out or killing, sacrificing an animal for the, the blood. So I thought I thought that uh, it was an interesting thought because the witness with God is so important to him even that he's willing to to supply a sacrifice to get us right with him mm -hmm. even to you know fast forward it to, to Jesus and he even gave his only son in order to keep that witness mm -hmm. with him to create that that closeness and uh, I'm glad you had the the secular definition of witness because like even I, I remember first hearing of the four pillars and looking at the you know when you walk into the church the the the, the foyer or whatever it's called, yeah. it has like the pillars up above right before mm -hmm. you walk into the main sanctuary. And witness and witness, that's what we'll go over the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's only an H that differentiates the word, yeah. uh, but I didn't really know what witness really meant. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, probably all the way up until COVID shutdowns, mm -hmm. I didn't know what, how important witness outside of the vertical witness like you're talking about the witness with the witness with god is yeah. our vertical relationship yeah but i learned in covid that this horizontal plane that we're walking on mm. we need witness as well because mm -hmm. when everything got shut down witness was removed mm -hmm. and i and and christianese it's fellowship yeah. at that point yeah and I didn't know how important and how much I personally needed that gathering mm -hmm. until it was taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. I think a lot of people that were aware of what was taking place mm. were in that same boat. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like a mix between like, oh, no, I can't believe this is happening <laughs> to like a little bit of fear because I realized I was built for COVID. Mm hmm. Yeah. Meaning I was built to be left alone, not talking to anybody. I'm serious. You know, you know me, Nick. I thought you were going with like you were built to like defeat it. No, like, I no. wish. I am a conqueror, but you know, that's only through Christ. It's like flesh-wise, though. Flesh-wise, down though. for being isolated. Yeah, 100%. I was built for COVID. Like six <laughs> social distancing, you could stay away from me. Yeah. You could put your mask on. We don't have to talk. Like I was like, I'm for, good. I'm good. I am completely good. That's funny. We're not doing, you know, not doing anything with anybody but, you know, but my family. <laughs> but at the same time, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, that 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 horizontal plane of what fellowship was, you know, I'll never forget, you know, that last Wednesday, uh, when you know it was announced that we're, 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 we're gonna have to shut down for a little bit yeah and i realized you know fortunately for me you know personally selfishly right that you know we had prayer coverage that night mm -hmm. you know so got to you know got to pray with a, a couple people one person's prayer you know I'll, I'll never forget um but like just being there and just trying to hold on for that extra 15 more minutes right mm -hmm. in, the, in the chapel yeah and that slow walk and even on the drive home uh there was no dairy queen that night mm. there was no dairy queen that night sad day yeah serious straight <laughs> up <laughs> that's what he knew it was bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i was like you know i was i was like crying a little bit on the way home i didn't have anything to say to anybody because i knew what this meant mm. that we were going to be forsaking the fellowship right and the enemy the enemy the enemy won at, at that point that's what i thought yeah yeah, he probably thought he did too. But God. But God. Yeah, exactly. And and we've talked about how we feel the Lord was moving and purging through all that that time period. And even in, in myself, you know, I'm, I'm completely honest. I I would definitely take fellowship and gathering for it. Like, I would take it for granted, you know, mm -hmm. like not in a bad way, like using it. Mm -hmm. But I would, uh, I don't feel like it today. Or, mm -hmm. you know, there would be those moments where I put feelings and circumstances in front of needs and necessity. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't really realize at that point the necessity of 
the the gathering of mm-hmm. the of the the withness and, um and uh you know we when we went over word in the the first part of this series we talked a lot about plugging in and and that relationship we that we we get from getting into his word and then getting closer to god by his word and as we obey that so as we you know as we work on the witness with him with the word part so like i said that vertical relationship is by far first and foremost the most important part of our walk because that's where we're going to get our direction from but then as we walk forward we're going to need like family brothers sisters mm-hmm. everyone to to lock arms with cuz this you know being a christian is not easy i mean being a human and being in general is not easy <laughs> but even harder to be a christian because now not only are you trying to fight against your nature your mm-hmm. sinful nature you're trying to go against that and follow god's will and let it be god's will not your own mm-hmm. that's hard enough as it is but then to think about all the things that are you know coming at you on a daily basis if you just try to fight that in isolation the the enemy that that's like one of the enemy's best tricks is getting us by ourselves distancing us from divide and conquer right i always say it's the the the, the three d's the triple d's is, mm. you know distance uh, doubt and distraction mm. and like distance is that isolation he's trying mm. to distance people from each other so you know like i i use the example of like when i work worked from home compared to working in an office when i worked from home I can come up with all kinds of crazy ideas and never have anybody to bounce it off of. Mm-hmm. So then when I take it to someone, they're just like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. What do you, what do you, what do you, where do you come up with that? Well, I'm in my room by myself. Put some pants on, yeah, please. That's why, that's why it's like that. But, but when you, you know, when you have like support group or when you have people to talk and bounce it off and fellowship with each other, you can come up with something that's a little more, hmm. uh, applicable useful and common that everyone can kind of Mm -hmm. grab and apply to where by ourselves like when i was working from home like like i said i can come up with things all day long but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so witness with people sharpens that in hebrews 10 24 to 25 were you there no yeah you were there no okay i am but you're good all right you got to bring this up you got to bring this one up though that's why you got another one? Oh, no, yeah. you're so, good. All right, cool. Bring it. So this is by far my favorite three verses from COVID mm. on because this helped me realize how important, one, God finds fellowship to be, but also how important even the writer, I almost said Paul, but it's mm. Hebrew, so I'll leave that to... Leave that to you and your yeah uh, your discussion your, your, your theological debates yes because I'm not getting into it um, so the writer of Hebrews says oh. in verse 23 <laughs> let us hold tightly <laughs> hey people always say that like they they say the apostle wrote you know and like yeah. so I know they're they're like leaning towards Paul but don't really want to say Paul but right anyways uh, 23 to 25 says let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So for me, you know, let us hold tightly without wavering for the hope we affirm. So like, you know, I've talked about the promises and God's promises and how, um, they're 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 the same they're all here but people apply them differently for their own personal walk so for me different promises will stand out um so one of the so that's like the holding tight to that so your personal promises that the lord's given you you hold tight to those don't worry about what anyone else is doing you you trust to keep those and then you let then as you're holding tight to to that, uh, you know, to the relationship, the witness with him, mm-hmm. then you're able to motivate and encourage others through that. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I like to be encouraged. So mm-hmm. by nature, I probably encourage others because it, I, I like to be encouraged. So, which means full of courage. So like, I want 
other people to be the same. I want them mm-hmm. to have courage in what the Lord's doing. Like he, if he started to work in you, mm-hmm. the Bible says he's going to finish it. He's faithful and just. Right. So like, so let's hold tight to that. And then while we're holding tight, let's lock arms with some brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. move forward in this world with witness mm-hmm. because it says in verse 25 at the end, encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Capital D, by the way. I yeah. don't know if it is a capital D in your book, the day approaching, is it? The day of his return? No, not even the H is capitalized, so it's it's all bad. I'm going to have to write somebody. Ooh. Yeah, so, uh, yes, when you're writing God or him or his, when you're talking about God, capitalize the H, capitalize please. Have some uh, respect. Yes, please. Um, but anyways, drawing, or especially now that the day of, his return is drawing near. We see that more than ever right now mm-hmm. in everything going on. Every Anybody that knows anything about what's happening right now, they'll tell you it's end of day times, end of times. This verse says, <laughs> do, do not neglect a meeting together, witness, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now. So encourage, so like we... Uh, the Bible study group I'm in, we met last night for a little like fellowship gathering just before studies starting in the next couple of weeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I shared on too, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the Lord's cool. Like, you know, our next episode is going to be on witness and what are we doing? We're gathering with, mm-hmm. with, you know, like-minded brothers. So, you know, Proverbs 27, 7, 27, 17 says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So you need to be with other iron to be sharpened. Mm-hmm. So if you're a believer, you need to, you know, link up with other believers in order to be iron sharpening iron. Because mm-hmm. if you're going up against something that's softer, you're not going to get sharpened and you're most likely probably going to damage whatever you're hitting, the, mm-hmm. that person or whatever. Or if it's a harder material than iron, now you're going to get damaged in that way mm-hmm. or doled out, you know. So um, for me, the way I've you know, especially, like I said, after COVID, I started realizing that uh, to forsake that time of witness with each other was actually uh, more damaging than it is helpful. Even though, like you said, our personal, like, we would like to just be left alone or mm-hmm. um, be left to our own thoughts or be left to do whatever we feel like doing. But the Bible clearly tells us that's not what we should be doing. Yeah. And there's you know, countless examples. And even in this portion of scripture that you're talking about in Hebrews, you know, I love how it starts off and it says, let us consider one another because it's talking about, you know, us considering each other. Mm -hmm. So when you're linked arms, you definitely don't sway side to side, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm kind of want to hold steady. So you hold steady and that person can hold on to you and it kind of becomes like a linking of people. Now that's a, 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 a physical visual example of what a text message looks like when a brother reaches out to you and says, hey, bro, I'm praying for you. Right, yeah. You see that, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. that's awesome. That's encouraging. That's encouraging, for right? Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you said, yes, being full of courage. But then it goes on to say, in order to stir up love and good works, that's what that witness is. It's to stir up that love and yeah. to stir up the good works. Anybody that's experienced that true fellowship with Christian men specifically Nothing against, you know, women fellowship, but that men fellowship when men get together and and, and you realize like I'm with a group of brothers, like mm-hmm. those bonds that are created, like you yearn for more of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's in you where you just can't control it. And then you get ministered to and then you begin to care for those brothers, you love for those brothers. And then, you know, that 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 bond of peace comes upon you guys mm-hmm. and you're united, right? You're united as Christian men. That's the scariest thing that the enemy could ever see, right? <laughs> aside from aside from being cast in the lake of fire, right? That's the scariest thing because that's that's a, a, a signal to him of a loss and what his future is, mm-hmm. where he cannot he, he can't break that bond. We were joking around before the podcast started about get behind me, Satan, mm-hmm. but that's a get behind me, Satan moment, you know, yeah. moment right yeah. there. And one of the best examples that I like to look at with the witness with God. Um, and I'll, I'll, before I actually get to those verses, I want to ask you, when you get to heaven, like who's the person that, you know, everybody's got that person they want to go see, but who's the person you want to go see? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I have trouble with those questions. Yeah. Cause they're weird. Get, but... Yeah. Cause like, I don't, I think by the time I get to heaven, I mm-hmm. think it's going to be more of like an awe, like, yeah, 
worship moment. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of the game, yeah, play along, Nick. Uh, you know, I, so out. So so you're talking about someone oh, you know. Here we go. Because I want to say Jesus. Or I want to say Paul. That you know, some people will say, "I want to see Adam and ask yeah. him why'd you sin," you know, well, things like that. Like you're gonna do that, but anyways, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. But uh, you know, seeing Jesus face to face would probably be top notch, top drawer, in yeah. my opinion. But if we're talking about people, yeah. Oh man, that's hard. Yeah, that's okay, Nick. That's hard because there's like so many people that have passed away, yeah. and like. Um, you you like to believe that they're in heaven, yeah. So you 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 would think of family members that you've mm-hmm. lost and people like that for sure. Um, but it is tough because I like I like to think of things in like in the reality form and what ifs always kind of bug me and like. Oh, it's good to know. Yeah, like I'm gonna what if yeah, you're gonna. What, I didn't want to even say that because I know you. That's what, uh, you're gonna give me a hard time. Like, well, what you if for yourself? What if you didn't share these Reese's? <laughs> oh, Nick, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. But I did. Because I'm just here, for the I'm record, learning. I'm learning. Just for the record, Mrs. Benson, I bought Reese's <laughs> and I gave them to Nick right away. Opened the package <laughs> in front of him and gave them to him right away, yes. just so that we could be a witness. He's a better Christian than to, <laughs> to Nicholas on what sharing is. Oh man! All right. So, so who do you want to see? Uh, um. I, I don't like that question either. <laughs> I, was just, I know I did. I just wanted to see what you were going to say. Watch you flesh so you out made, on the podcast. <laughs> so you can make fun of me. Set a trap. <sighs> no, but one of the more I need to be one of the more fascinating people in the entire Bible is Enoch. Yeah. All right. Like Enoch, like, like how did that go? Like how? Like yeah. what? Did, like what did I'm that just, feel like? Yeah. What did that feel like? Where that was the Lord making sure raptures work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He was a test case. <laughs> Let me like, make sure this works. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good. Got him. <laughs> Does he have a heart? For <laughs> all of his parts together, we did it. All right. <laughs> Jesus, Holy Spirit, we're good to go. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I think we need to pray. Yes. We're just going to stop right now and pray. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Enoch, you know, because I love, I love the story of Enoch because it's so short. <laughs> It is so short, and I love short stories. Anybody that knows me, um, but um, because of you know, in in Genesis chapter five, I'm going to read verses twenty one through twenty four, and then I'm actually going to jump to Hebrews eleven five through six um, because it kind of it, it tells a little bit more. Um, but Tony Evans said, you know, that God and Enoch were having a conversation, and God just looked at Enoch and said, you know what, let's just continue this conversation up in heaven. And I love how he just kind of casually just presents the fact that Enoch just, you know, yeah. walked with God and he was not. And yeah. God took him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Genesis chapter 5, uh, again, verses 21 through 24. So it says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And here it is. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We could jump to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 through 6, to get a little bit more um, out of this. And uh, remember, this is the Hall of Faith. I think Enoch is the number, I don't have it open, but I think Enoch is the second one, the second person behind Abraham in the Hall of Faith. And uh, I'll have to fact check myself later on that. Uh, but it says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. That kind of gives us a little bit of insight of what Enoch did, who he was, but more importantly for this particular um, topic, that's what witness with God is. And that is, again, what we should be exhibiting to others that we are in witness with. So you're talking about that vertical and that horizontal plane. Mm-hmm. That is the actual crux, the cross streets, the crossroads of what that is. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's these things that we are seeking God, that we have faith. And then we will see that reward for diligently seeking him. But without faith, it's impossible. Okay. So it's all right there just in faith. So in our faith, we meet that little crossroads, hmm. right? And that's where we are met by God. And that's the the, the example that I have, you know, for, for, for witness, especially using Enoch 
uh, because he, you know, he, he, he ministers to me, not only because of shortness, but just how matter of fact it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was with God right? and he, he took, took him up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He, he gone. That's what I, actually, I just wrote, I'm going to write that down right he now. Gone. Bible. He gone. <laughs> he gone. He was the second behind Abel. He was, right? Abel, though. Abel, what'd I say? Abraham. I said Abel. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, because uh, it was Abel. It was You're Abel, right. then yeah. Enoch. Shame um, on me. No, you got it, though. You got the second part right. And the name started with an A. But I liked uh, going back to the Genesis 5 verses. Mm-hmm. Um, in verse 24, in the NLT, it says, Walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that withness with God, like you're saying, that that uh, that close fellowship, that's that intimacy that, that the Lord yearns from us and we should yearn from him mm-hmm. because we're not going to find him unless he reveals himself so mm-hmm. as we dig into his word as we worship and then as we gather he, he reveals himself mm-hmm. in and through all those things in different ways all, all throughout um so that you know is by far like i said the first and most important part of witness is going to be that witness with god the fellowship with god mm. and then the horizontal stuff uh will follow suit and it just makes me think of like you know to like to apply it to to how my brain works um because i ride bmx bikes and have for for you know most of my life when you're doing tricks like when you're going to jump on something or do a grind or anything like that the way you the way you think or the way you're taught to do anything is you whatever your front wheel goes the back wheel follows mm-hmm. because you're on a bike right so like <laughs> if i'm jumping on something if i get my front wheel on it the back wheel is going to follow it and i feel like that's the same with the horizontal and vertical relationship if the vertical's right if you get that front wheel where you need to go mm-hmm. then that back wheel is going to follow and the horizontal is going to follow so fellowship with god is going to be first uh, first and foremost, the most important. And like we've gone, you know, kind of back and forth with the witness with God, witness with uh, brothers, mm-hmm. both very important. But the 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 witness with with God is gonna is gonna is it has to be number one. That's why word was first. So like yeah. that with like we have to have that relationship and intimacy mm-hmm. intimacy with our Lord and Savior in order to know even where that next step is or who even to gather with, mm-hmm. because you can go to a bar and have witness with people, but that's not one that's going to sharpen you. Right. It's not edifying in any right. way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the world, the world likes to, you know, replicate and ruin uh, the things of the, of the Lord and mm-hmm. the things that he's given us, like a gathering, then they'll change it to a party mm-hmm. and you know, Oh, we're going to fellowship. And then all oh, we're just hanging, you know? And like, they're, mm-hmm. they're always going to like try to secularize what the word says. Yeah. And then make a fake version of it, mm. and then that's how he distracts. That's mm. another one of those D's: is the distancing, then the distraction, and then the doubt. And that's going to go on because you don't have faith. But like the 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 enemy likes to to use his his toys, his little tricks, in order to stumble us along the way. So we have to be rooted first with that mm. vertical plane, and then, or the vertical uh, relationship, and then the horizontal as we walk with other brothers and sisters. We uh, we we start to find what the Lord's telling us and, and where He's leading us to. Um, Tony Evans even says believers who are not functioning part of a local church are living outside the of the will of God mm-hmm. and limiting God's work in their lives. Mm-hmm. And it it made me think of like, you know, when the COVID shutdown happened, a lot of people still, even probably to this very moment, haven't gone back to church. They're fine with watching it online. Right. And they'll tell you it's fine i just watch it online Mm -hmm. you're right you can listen to the bible you can listen to teachings anywhere Mm -hmm. you can technically worship anywhere Mm -hmm. you can sing songs you can do anywhere you can but you can't fellowship if you're forsaking that meeting Mm -hmm. so you're actually losing out not only for your personal walk but maybe even for someone else's walk because we are to sharpen each other so the lord may be needing or wanting to use you to maybe sharpen another brother but you're not going to be there so then he's either going he's going to use someone else or you're going to lose out on the blessing of being part of god's will the lord's will because you're not part of the the lord's will because or you're limited in mm-hmm. it in your own life even because you're forsaking that that gathering mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and even thinking about how, as you were saying that, like we were all designed to be in fellowship. Mm-hmm. And even as like, as humans, right, there's always a desire to, to share your thoughts and ideas or commonalities with other people. That's good. Commonalities. Yeah. yeah and and sure. you look for that. Yeah. You, 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 you absolutely look for that. And even as like little kids, you know, you could see kids that group together and I always trip out on like, you know, young kids when they're like four and five years old and like they're having conversations, you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah, and yeah. they're like, they're like, that car is so cool. Like it goes so fast. It's like, yeah, the wheels on it. You know what I mean? They're, they're into it and they're having fellowship, right? Because even, you know, in the naiveness of the kids that age, like your body um, like physically craves that mm-hmm. it, you, you do want that. And you're looking in your, your, your mate, right. Whoever you would get married to, whoever, you know, you're going to hang out with, especially when we're younger and in BC days, you're looking for people that like the same things as you. Mm-hmm. And then those are the people that you associate with. So in school, you know, it was like the nerds and the jocks, right. Yeah. You know, you, you had those things that you associated with. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, fast forward to to being saved, we understand that our association is with God, right? Mm-hmm. And then you begin to associate on that on that you know vertical platform and that horizontal platform on people that have that same belief. Yeah. And then like we've all had these situations, and I've experienced them, you know, at work because you know there's people all over the the country and even the world for that matter that we get to interact with. And you find out that someone's a Christian, they're like, oh, wow, you know, there's another one, right? It's a unicorn. I'm kidding. <laughs> a unicorn. <laughs> it's a unicorn. <laughs> they're real. <laughs> they're real. <laughs> <laughs> but you you look for that, and that draws us to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in faith, it's that bond cannot be broken. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I kind of wanted to get to. Um, on two different sets of scripture. I'm just going to focus on Ephesians right now, uh, verses one through six. Um, because Paul, right, <laughs> writes, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling in which you were called. That's our faith. That's mm-hmm. our Christian, our, our, our Christianness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then he kind of gives some, some, some things here with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. Bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I mentioned the bond of peace earlier on purpose mm-hmm. because of this scripture, because these are the things that we're supposed to do. We're, 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 we've been called. That's the first thing. Understand you've been called. You have been called. Right. But also that you should not put yourself above anybody. Mm-hmm. You should be gentle. Right. You should be long suffering. You should care for people. You should pray for them. You should lift them up. You should try to try to empathize with what they're going on with, what they're going through, and then keep them in prayer and love on them. And then it says bearing with one another in love. That bearing is an interesting word because the more you love people, the more you invest in them personally and spiritually, and then the more um, open you are to get hurt. That's why that bearing is there because the more open you are, easier it is for you to get hurt but you have to bear with people in love but understanding that you have to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit Mm. and the bond of peace so there's unity of spirit there's that bond that keeps us together and that peace that we get from god and then he says this is my one of my favorite portions of scripture he says there is one body one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Mm. And again, that's, that's one of my favorite portions of scripture. I feel like I need to yell it. Mm. Or wrap it. <laughs> or wrap it. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> wiki, wiki. <laughs> he did that to me. <laughs> Got you. Got him. Got him back. But the, the, the way that Paul's writing this is really, he's, he, he's framing what it should look like for a church, for a group of Christians, how we should be, what keeps us together. And he, he basically, you know, all the junk that we brought on that horizontal platform, all of our problems, all of our past, our history, he swept it clean and said, this is what the foundation of that fellowship is. This is a foundation of withness. That withness isn't about you. It's about the person next to you. 
to the left, to the right, to the front, to the back, caring for them, loving on them, because we want to keep that bond of peace, because we should be in the spirit and not the flesh, mm. because we should love one another, because we have one father, right? Because Jesus came down here to save us, because of all that, we should be who we're called to be. And that's what witness is. Mm. Sorry. That's good. Amen. And it's, it just, it, it goes along with um, that thought of not neglecting the time we have to be together because mm-hmm. um, Charles Stanley even says like, so why are we commanded to meet? Why go to church? And his answer is to safeguard against drifting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. we can think of it on the fact, we can think of it on the way of like, we need witness because we need to be there for so-and-so mm-hmm. or we need to be there for this group, that group we have to remember that the witness is also a part of us. It's mm-hmm. our walk too. So if we forsake that time of gathering, we don't keep the bond of peace. We don't unite with mm-hmm. other brothers and sisters. <laughs> We're actually neglecting that. And that uh, will actually cause us to drift or to stray. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say the account or the accountability and encouragement found in church anchors us against the tides that work to sweep us away. To neglect the regular assembly of fellow assembly of fellow Christians is to miss out on this essential element in the development of our faith. God desires a close relationship with His children. By becoming active in local in a local church, you safeguard yourself against missing out on all that God has for you. Your particip- participation in a local church protects your personal fellowship with God. Hmm. So, I thought that was interesting because that's that that uniting that bond of peace is is as easy as going to church mm-hmm. yes he's saying that we should be uh, participating in it so that's mm-hmm. more than just the attendance that's serving that's serving mm-hmm. and for me personally some of the best fellowship i have and had is when we're serving. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is usually cleaning things up. Like It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand why that's fun yeah. because if I have to clean something at home, I'll kick and scream about it. Mm-hmm. But like when you're serving with like-minded brothers, even if it's just like literally one other brother, for some reason there's joy in the, the, the service. And it kind of blows my mind because like I said, my flesh would th- used to think that the work side, the service side is not appealing. Mm-hmm. But then now, you know, fast forward years later, I look forward to that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm even encouraging other brothers like, hey, you know, like, come help me take out the trash. And they're like, why? I'm like, because yeah. it's awesome. I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't know. We can like talk while we're doing it. And that, that blessed me because on, you know, the last men's event, uh, I looked out and saw two brothers taking the trash out, doing mm-hmm. it together, you know, and in 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 all honesty to be like completely transparent like my name was actually the one that should have been doing the trash you know but 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 there was other things needing to be done at that uh very moment Uh (laughs) you're not believing me right now you should see his face shirking the responsibility go ahead tell us more but i (laughs) but i really i i'm telling you it blessed me to then look out and, and see, see somebody doing the work two, you were supposed two to. Brothers, <laughs> two brothers doing it together and me not. <laughs> but no, anyways. Um, but no, I, I thought that was, you know, one of those moments where I was like, this whole thing just happened. Mm-hmm. There was a men's breakfast. People got fed physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then these two brothers are just taking out trash together. I'm like, that's like. Smiling. Yeah. And yeah, willingly. No one yeah. asked them to do that. It was just. That needs to be done. I'll do it. Hey, I'll do it with you. We'll do it faster now because we're helping each other. And before you know it, they're having conversations. Da da da. Yeah. You just made a brother for life, right? And um, it, as you were saying that, you know, there's there's not many places that we would go or be BC days probably at all where you would be happy to be a servant mm-hmm. to that level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, every time we have those events, right? Um, we got to clean the kitchen and mop the floor. And there's like 10 to 20 dudes watching the floor dry, just hanging out. Nobody does that. Mm-mm. Nobody watching does the that. Floor watching the floor dry, right? Because nobody, no, first of all, nobody wants to clean the floor, yeah. right? And shout out to Nick. He did mop the floor. He did. So you, you redeemed yourself, Nick. <laughs> 
stop stealing my blessings, man. Right. Oh, you gave them all away anyways, man. After, you know, you're supposed to take out the trash. And I'm kidding. You blew it. You blew it. The whole thing is over. Torch it. No, but the 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 things that 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 we will celebrate fellowship over do not make sense. It does it it, it, <laughs> does, it does not make sense. Like how is this how do you call that fun, right? And and I remember um like the first couple of events where people were excited. They're like, Yeah, come serve. You know, we're gonna we're gonna cook because we cooked back then. We're gonna cook, we're gonna clean, and then we're gonna, you know, set up. We're going to break, we're going to have the fellowship and then we're going to break down and clean again. And I was like, and, and, and we want to show up for that. Mm. Like, I'll just show up for the thing. Like, why do I want to do all that? Yeah. Why do I got all this extra stuff? And then to your point, you go do it one time and you're like, wow, this is crazy. This like is you, cool. you, you appreciate the fellowship. You, you could feel and see the spirit moving and the joy of the Lord coming upon us, just doing service unto him. Mm. Right. And, and there's no better place to be in that withness situation than, than, than that right there. Amen. Um, I, I think we probably both have this. Do you have Psalms 133 verses one through three? You don't? Oh, wow. This is cool. I, I saw, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't go there. All right. I'm going to go there, Nick. Do it. All right. I'm doing it. All right. Psalms 133 verses one through three. And then bear with me because, you know, uh, I kind of, I kind of nerded out on this one a little bit. <laughs> All right. So it says, behold, how good, and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, right? Yeah. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Z the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing forevermore. So there's three components, and I, I'm, I'm going to try not to get long-winded here, but there's three components there that were really interesting because I kind of meditated on this portion of scripture for a little bit. Um, because obviously when you see that unity and what's, what, what, what's being stated here um, and how it's presented, but you know, everybody can quote, not everybody, most people can quote this verse saying mm -hmm. how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what, you know, you, when you think of fellowship, when you think of Christian men, you immediately kind of go to verses like this right. to say, yeah, this is what this is. But it's, it's important to understand what's being noted here because that unity is a spiritual unity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what that unity and that's kind of like the, the, the basis of what, what, what the next two things are going to be. That unity should be spiritual unity. That unity was a calling and an anointing for the Israelites to be in unity together because they were God's people. Mm. That's what that unity is. No different than what the Christian church should be today. Mm. God's people united together, supporting each other, protecting each other, willing to fight for each other, right? Willing to, to understand and minister to each other, willing to sacrifice to each other, understanding that each person has a place and each person has a gift and you're to execute on those gifts mm -hmm. all to the glory of the Lord because of what he gave to you. The next one is the oil. So that's the anointing of Aaron when he became a priest. He brought it all the way back to that, that royal priesthood that they were anointing Aaron for. But that is that spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. Okay, because we had spiritual unity first. So now it's a spiritual blessing. Looking at the blessings, because we were in unity, we get those spiritual blessings. That time that we have together is anointed. Right. It's so anointed that it overflows the head, the beard. It's on its garments. It's 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 everywhere. It's permeating. Right. Mm -hmm. And that oil, we've all got an oil on something like it doesn't go anywhere. That's permanent. That's a stain and a mark on us that cannot be removed. Mm -hmm. And that's what that fellowship, that withness should be. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is the dew. And that's the Mount Hermon. So that dew is basically all that that water that's you know, showing up and, and being uh, poured upon Mount Hermon, but that runs down to the Jordan River, right? And that that is actually what provides those valleys all of the water that they need for the crops that they were growing, mm -hmm. right? So that provided everything that they needed from a water perspective for all of the crops. And that is the material mm. blessing, mm. right? So we had the spiritual unity, the spiritual blessing, and now you have the material blessing, right? Mm -hmm. That's the manifestation of the works that we do when we're with this, when we're together, we begin to we get, begin to have that material blessing where we get to take something from 
mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. We show up, we get something, and that material blessing is what we kind of take away. And then we want to share that with others, like what we were talking about before, where, mm-hmm. hey, like, come move some chairs and tables with me, right? You know, mm-hmm. come take out the trash from me, come clean the toilet with yeah. me. <laughs> like those things just don't make sense. And you're super excited. And probably with the person you're presenting it to is like, uh, I guess, you right. know, but once they experience it, they're like, oh, my brain, somebody else like you got to do this. Yeah, this is cool. Cleaning toilets. Yeah. Right. But it's that fellowship, that witness, that right. opportunity that we have to come together and serve God and then bless other people through it. And that material blessing, that's the thing that we take away. That's that the, the water that ran down all the crops where all those seeds were sown mm. and then all those crops manifested and yielded a crop. And then each person got to take from it because it was a communal thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what that witness should, should, should look like. And that's really why I told you I nerded out on this, mm-hmm. but that's why I kind of nerded out on that portion of scripture. That's really good because if you neglect or forsake any one or all three of those things, it leads to disaster and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously sin. Um, it made me think of, you know, because we're, we're, we're going to be going into second Samuel for our next like Bible study groups. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where your head goes when you think of second Samuel, but my, I go straight to chapter 11 mm-hmm. and David and Bathsheba mm-hmm. and verse one in chapter 11 floors me every single time mm-hmm. because it simply says in the spring of the year, when Kings normally go out to war, right? David sent Joab and the Israel army to fight. Mm-hmm. And then it ends that same verse, how he's sending them out and says, however, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He neglected, he forsake, forsook the witness mm-hmm. because it says in the spring, when kings normally go out to war, him being the king, he was forsaking that time of togetherness, the witness. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was to go to war. But because of that one small compromise led to the rest of this chapter mm-hmm. that proves David to be human, one, because he fails. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just proves that like even the smallest of compromise, when it grows, leads, like it says in the mm-hmm. Bible, the, the sin leads Fully to death. Fully manifests itself. Into yeah. death, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you forsake any of those, the spiritual unity the spiritual blessing and mm. then even the reward mm. if you if you forsake one even one even the first or the second one of those three like everything's going to be messed up mm-hmm. it's not going to work how the lord's designed it to work and he's designed us to be with each other for mm. fellowship right we've we've kind of gone over that a few times here so like one, Psalms 133 verse 1 is by far like you said one of the more popular uh go to when especially when brothers get together, when it's mm-hmm. like a men's event and stuff like I've shared on like how Craig put that on my my beard oil that he made. And mm-hmm. that was like one of the first verses I heard him share at was at a men's breakfast. Mm-hmm. And what's even crazier and cooler is verse two talks about anointing oil going on run, running down Same. his beard and stuff, which I'm like, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I didn't, I would always stop at one because mm-hmm. that's where the verse is, but then continue to read on Nick. Don't, you know, yeah, kind of keep not, it in context, right? Come on, Nick, knock it off. Um, but to go along with that fellowship with God um, in how we need to be um, joined in fellowship with other like-minded brothers, like how the, the iron sharpening iron, um, there was two verses that stood out when talking about that. And the first one's, you know, 2 Corinthians 6.14, where it talks about being unequally yoked and mm. not be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And that goes with our fellowship, too, because if you're just gathering with secular um, surroundings and environments mm-hmm. sooner or later that's going to wear off on you and you It'll will affect become, you. it will affect you for sure and that's part of that drifting so we have to gather together in order to be be sharp and be in the lord's will because it's easy to fall out of his will because we get so easily distracted we're so easily entertained and amused mm-hmm. we can find ourselves <laughs> we can find ourselves you know like in a rough spot real quick without even knowing like i've talked to other brothers before and it's like we talk about how it could easily be one of us like that where Mm -hmm. it's just like one decision can cause this ripple effect that affects Mm -hmm. not only your life your family's life people you come in contact or have came in contact um so that being said second corinthians 6 14 talks about being unequally don't be unequally yoked well ephesians 5 11 
It says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Mm-hmm. So how do we take no part in worthless and evil deeds, deeds of evil and darkness when there's nothing but dark around us? Because this world is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. So how do you do so? Well, First John 1, 6 through 7 says, So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we, if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All unrighteousness. Yeah, so... Fellowship with Jesus means fellowship with light. Mm. We've talked about how the light exposes darkness. Mm-hmm. So if we're fellowshipping with Jesus and then fellowshipping with like-minded brothers, we're walking in light. Mm. And then we're going to be a testimony, a witness. We'll get into that one next uh, episode. But mm. we will be that light in this dark world that helps attract other people to Jesus. Because mm. the, the at the end of this time, at the end of the world, like no one's going to be able to do the hashtag TFTI. You know, thanks mm. for the invite. Like making it sound like you weren't invited because everyone I've is never invited. Heard that before, that's okay. Social media, like I you, only know one hashtag, and that's hashtag Ground Nick. Yeah, here we go. Here ground we Nick. go. Ground Nick. <laughs> so, like, if you post something on social media, people in granted, I haven't been on social media for like almost two years now, but it, like you would post like, oh, I went here today. And then Mm. someone in the comments will put TFTI. Mm. Like, thanks for the invite. So to me, I'm like, the the world won't be able to say that. Especially as more like-minded believers share the light in the dark world, no one should be able to, especially around us, no one should be able to say TFTI because we should have shared that already with them. Which is convicting. Yes, sir. That's really convicting. (laughs) All right, um, a couple, like, well, I'll just do one. The, the important thing for us that I like that you kind of touched on was, you know, that that being unequally yoked, which, you know, uh, that yoke of bondage is something that I got, I'm doing a devotion on right now. Um, because that's important to understand what we are yoked to. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you connected to, right? And that's that's something that us as, as Christian men, and Christian women have to really challenge ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Are we connecting ourselves to the world and trying to bring the world over to the, you know, to Christianity and trying to, you know, win, <laughs> win some for Christ, right? Or are we there to help them to understand that Christians aren't what they think they are? If you're trying to prove to somebody that Christians aren't what they thought they are, you're, it's, it's, you're going about it wrong, right? right? Our job is to, to, to show them Jesus and that's it, right? Right. Amen. It's a, you know, it's, it, that's between them and the Lord, how they receive it, how they take it and what has been prepared ahead of time. Right. Because sometimes, you know, we are not the harvesters. Right. Sometimes we're the ones that have to prepare that fertile ground. And that's hard work. Mm. That's digging in the ground and, and, and kind of breaking up the clods and breaking you know all that dirt up. So it's prepared for um, for the seed to be planted, right? Mm-hmm. We don't even get to plant the seed, yeah. right? So, but yeah. we have to understand that there are parts that you know we don't get to to, to, to reap the harvest. The harvest is the Lord's. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we have to we have to be mindful of that. But I wanted to close uh, with with just this portion of scripture, Mark chapter two, verses one through five, um, and it says, "And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, mm-hmm. and it was heard mm-hmm. that he was in the house immediately." Many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which a paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. We should all seek to be those men that are willing to do anything hmm. to get our friends to Jesus. Right. And that's that witness. Yeah. Right. So when you haven't seen somebody in a couple of weeks at church, they should be getting a text or a phone call. Hey, bro, where are you at? Are you good? Can I pray for you? Hmm. Yeah, I definitely missed you this week. You know, how are you doing? Where are you at? Right. And that should be part of our 
our wit, our witness that is going to lead to our witness, which mm-hmm. we'll get to next week. That's but cool. I wanted to kind of bring this up uh, as my closing notes and my closing scripture, um, because it's so important for us to be those men and be ready for that. Those are those acts of service. That's that spiritual unity. That's that spiritual blessing. And then, you know, maybe we'll get a material blessing. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for mine in heaven. I'm yeah, just looking say, for yeah. If not here, I'm sure we got plenty of rewards in heaven to look forward to. Perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> um, that's actually really good because church should look like that. Should. That's church what should, it is. Church should be packed. Mm. The door should be full. Mm-hmm. People should have to come through the roof. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we go to a church that's a, you know, got a big sanctuary. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people in this area. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't go to church in this area. Not mm-hmm. saying that going to church makes you right, doesn't even make you a Christian. But you need that time of fellowship with the light mm-hmm. because the world's just going to give you dark all week long. Mm hmm. And if you forsake even just that Sunday meeting, that's one more day of darkness. Yeah. And you're not getting anywhere closer to light, mm-hmm. staying in the darkness. Like if you, or that, uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14 and Ephesians 5.11 talks about, no, there's no fellowship with darkness. Mm-hmm. You can't walk in darkness if you're light, because you're light. And the light extinguishes and exposes all darkness. So for me, because we didn't go there, you went to the one, the Psalms one thirty three one, and I thought this other one would have been the the other go to. I, I Nick, truth be told, man, I, I spent quite a lot of time on one thirty three. Yeah, like, that's a good one though. That I mean, I I didn't even my my head didn't even go there. So the Lord had that planned out, and then you didn't even go here. So the Lord had this planned out. But Acts two forty two. Yeah. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's the definition of witness, is fellowship. That's it. And that is the definition of fellowship, that believers devote themselves to, one, the Word, and to, two, fellowshipping, as in sharing meals and prayer together. And that's that was our thought behind even our meeting last night with the Bible study guys is, hey man, it's been like, probably two months since the last study day. Mm-hmm. Like we need some, we need some witness time. We need to, we need to break bread and pray, you know, like we need to get together. And that's exactly what we did. We we had basically three hours and all we did was sit around a table and talk and eat the whole time. Right. <laughs> like if I would have told anyone else, Hey, we're just going to sit around the table and talk for three hours. People like, eh. like I'll, I'll catch you tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. see you later. But these bro, like there was like eight, seven of us. And it, like we all literally three hours of just, fellowship communication and yeah. eating and prayer and ending prayer prayer requests like what's going on with you guys mm-hmm. like that's that's fellowship mm-hmm. and that's what it is to be like-minded brothers and that's what it is to have witness with a fellow brother and sister amen in jesus name right in jesus name for amen. sure Amen. all right so let's pray nicholas yes sir dear jesus thank you for today thank you for blessing us and watching over us thank you for this time we've had uh, talking about you and talking about uh, the witness uh, part of our walk. And I just pray that anyone listening was was ministered and edified and, and hearing um, what you've put on our hearts. And I pray that they hear you and not us. And I pray that uh, for our, us personally and even the listeners, Lord, that we decrease and, and you increase in all the things that we do and that we seek you first and foremost and, and uh, just trust that everything else will follow suit, not in a in a lazy way or a, a way of no action, but we trust and, and pray that um, as we seek you, you will illuminate the next step and we'll walk um, faithfully and obediently behind uh, your steps, Lord. And I just thank you for leading us. I thank you for revealing yourself to us. And I pray that you continue to do so. And I pray that you continue to work in and through our lives and, and through the listeners' lives. And I just thank you for this time and opportunity you give us to 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 sharpen each other, one, and pray that uh, it sharpens those that listen, Lord. And I pray for a blessed weekend and a week in front of us. I pray that you keep us safe and protect us. And I also pray that you keep us sickness and virus free. And thank you for all that you do and all that you plan to do. And we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. 
We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you. And if possible, please post or share with anyone that may enjoy our podcast. Thank you and God bless.